Robert News, the antivirus program for your mind. And now, the Freedom Reporters. Greetings, brave mavericks and new viewers. Great to have everyone back tonight. We are going to talk about the Jeffrey Epstein documents that uh, were released yesterday. We're going to get into a little more depth on that tonight, and I'll explain why I think we are facing a very serious national security threat as a result of these long-standing activities involving Jeffrey Epstein and his elite clients. We'll also talk about this shooting in Iowa. We'll have uh, Joseph M. Leonard join us, author of Terror Strikes Again, to assess what is going on with that. And speaking of terrorism, we also see that ISIS is claiming responsibility for that attack in Iran at the memorial to General Soleimani earlier this week. We'll bring you up to date with that as well. And we'll have more right here on the Maverick News Channel coming up right after this. Greetings, brave Mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others. Out. Of rabbit holes. We are maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals. Individuals. Defenders of individual rights. And freedoms. Credible. Trusted. Grounded in reality. Maverick News. Maverick News. Defending free speech, free speech, speech. Donate at freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow, maybe too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Maverick News. The world is watching. Welcome, Joseph M. Leonard. Hello Welcome again. Back. Hello again, my friend. And whoop, I just knocked over my water. Thankfully, the uh, lid was on. <laughs> As I was reaching for my Happy New Year goggles again. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. For those who didn't catch me on the other day. Uh, and like I said, sly as a fox. It doesn't say Happy New Year, so I can use these for Fourth of July, too. Two birds, one stone. <laughs> well, thanks for coming back on tonight, Joseph. You, you were here two nights ago. We expected to get those Epstein documents that night. They did not release them on that day. We did get them during the broadcast last night. We got into them pretty extensively, but I'm glad you were able to come back and, uh, and assess that again with us tonight. And I know also that you, what you're really here for is the is you know, that one of the main subjects of, for tonight, which is sexy conservative women. Uh, yep. Uh, I've been approached for the sexy male conservatives calendar. I'm still weighing my options on that. Yeah, well, you hold out. You, you know, you, you, 
You you need to negotiate a top dollar contract, and I'm, you know, you're worth it, man. With a physique <laughs> like that, you you deserve to. Hey, get paid. I I gotta represent the bald crowd. <laughs> a lot of women you know, dig it. Yeah. Hey, thank. Yeah, and the goatee with the bald. It's it's in now. I could I couldn't rock this look in the eighties. <laughs> You know, the old skinhead thing still going on. Anybody with a bald head was immediately, oh, my God, you're a white supremacist, skinhead, neo-Nazi. It's like, oh, God, give it a rest. Give me a break. <laughs> well, well, we'll get into all of that. Uh, and we've got this shooting in Iowa. I guess maybe we should start there. Um now, you wrote a book called Terror Strikes, of course, and uh, I don't know what to, to, to make of this. We know that a 17-year-old opened fire at a small town, Iowa High School. This was the first day of school after the winter break there. A sixth grader was killed. Five others were wounded. Students were barricaded in offices. Many fled in panic. The... Um, the suspect apparently died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound at the scene. Um, what else can I tell you? What else do we know? Um, yeah, we don't know any motivation. We don't know if there was a suicide or a jihadi martyr note or anything like It doesn't sound like it has anything to do with that per se, but it mm. is still a form of terrorism, of course. But yeah, no surprise, yet more leftist policy, gun-free slaughter zones, people getting hurt. Thankfully, thank God, the body count wasn't higher than it is because these gun-free slaughter, you know, and oh, you know, Rick, this could have been solved if they only had bigger gun-free zone signs on the door mm. you know clearly he wouldn't have done it if the gun free zone signs were larger that's supposed to solve the problem right but of course we know i given the stats before the these are old they've adjusted over time i've not checked the fbi stats of late and of course it all depends on what the definition of is is what is a mass shooting uh, the left likes to lump in uh, murder suicides in a home, a domestic situation, nothing to do with a mass shooting as we would generally consider it a terrorist mass shooting event. And gang violence, which is, you know, just that gang violence, it doesn't belong in the same category, even though it is, yes, you know, given the words a mass shooting event, but that's not what we're usually talking about here. The context matters, but the stats are, or were a few years ago, again, not looked them up recently, it is shift by probably a per tenth of a percent here and there, but on average, a mass shooting event casualty number is 14.3 deaths where it's a gun-free slaughter zone because they know they have sheep ready for the slaughter, no one there to defend them. And 
where you're waiting on the or that's where you're waiting on the police to arrive where it's a carry zone a constitutional zone where you're allowed to protect yourself under our second amendment in the united states the average number of mass casualties at a mass shooting is 2.3 so you leftist loons are really defending the slaughter of a dozen more people per incident by your stupidity. That's so all you're accomplishing. So let's bring up this uh, from this news conference in Iowa. Here we go. My name's Mitch Mortvet. I'm an assistant director with the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation. At 7.37 a.m., <clears throat> excuse me, on January 4th, 2024, the Perry Police Department responded to an active shooter event at Perry High School. Meanwhile, Dallas County Communications was also receiving multiple 911 calls of an active shooter at the high school. Perry police officers responded within minutes. They immediately made entry and witnessed students and faculty either sheltering in place or running from the school. <clears throat> Once inside, they located multiple individuals with gunshot wounds. Officers immediately attempted to locate the source of the threat and quickly found what appeared to be the shooter with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. As additional officers responded, a systematic approach search of the school took place. Officers located during the search of the school an improvised explosive device. The state fire marshal and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms rendered the device safe. Numerous officers from multiple agencies were able to secure the school and verify no additional threats. At the same time, first responders were rendering aid to the victims who were later transported to area hospitals. The shooter has been identified as 17-year-old Dylan Butler, a student at Perry High School. Butler was armed with a pump action shotgun and a small caliber handgun. Butler also made a number of social media posts in and around the time of the shooting. Law enforcement is working to secure those pieces of evidence. All evidence thus far suggests that Butler acted alone. There are six victims, one of them who is deceased. That individual was a sixth grade student at Perry Middle School. The other five are being treated at area hospitals. Four of the surviving student, four of the victim, surviving victims are students, and the fifth is a school administrator. The law enforcement response was swift and immediate. Roughly 150 officers from local, state, and federal agencies responded within the hour. The investigation in today's tragedy is ongoing. The Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation is serving as the lead investigative agency with assistance from the Perry Police Department, the Dallas County Sheriff's Office, the FBI, the ATF, and the Dallas County Attorney's Office. At this time, we will take a few questions. The investigation's ongoing and we're not releasing any other names other than Dylan Butler's name. Can you give us the indication as to know this so that we know this is ongoing? Anything into the background 
of him is part of the investigation and we're obviously going to take a deep dive into that but there's nothing that we can release at this time it, at this time it's my understanding as of about now i should say as of about an hour ago one was in critical condition but appeared not to be life-threatening and the other four are stable okay so I don't think we're going to get anything more of real value out of that. So we'll just pull out of it. Um, now, I am seeing, Joseph, that there are people bringing out information to suggest that this guy, Dylan Butler, was some sort of an LGBTQ activist. Um, here, I'll show you what's being spread through social media tonight on this. Which is why we're not hearing a whole lot about that again. Just like the the trans that shut up the Christian school saying wanted to kill a bunch of straight white children. Remember that? Yeah, it says, love your trans kids. This is something that was posted, I guess, by the suspect. I guess that's him. And what else do we have here? We also have, if you scroll down, right here. That's not helpful. Hang on. Let me bring <laughs> well, what, it back here. While you're working on that, what struck yeah. me, shotgun, handgun, IED. <gasps> no scary AR-15s. What would your AR-15s look scary ban have done for this? Nothing. So there's Dylan Butler. That's a photograph of the suspect. So what, what would, is this, is this in your view, terrorism? Is that what, how you would, well, under the broader definition of such, yes, I would definitely, again, a mass shooting like this is an act of terrorism under the terms and guidelines and ability to charge such under the law, uh, as opposed to gang, inner gang violence, mass shooting. No, those aren't acts of terror. Those are turf wars, those are gang wars, uh, or a, a murder-suicide, which of course is a domestic event that the left again likes to uh, lump in the statistics to pad the number. Oh my God, last year, no, the year before there were more than 250 mass shootings. No, no. <laughs> Lie, spin, is a, lies, damn lies, and statistics, right? It's mm -hmm. how they pad them. But uh, so, yes, I, I would call it an act of terrorism. And yet, we, again, as far as we know, we don't have a note other than that scrawling, uh, other than social media posts. Uh, so there's no manifesto like the one trans that shot up I, wanting to kill white straight kids uh, at the Christian school. 
So it's still early, of course. But we right? know that. So we know that Dylan Butler was a student at this Iowa high school where police say he killed one, injured five others. Um, I, I think one of the I think the person killed was possibly the principal or at least an administrator or staff member at the school said. So, so this 17 year old was armed with two firearms. Um, and as you heard, some sort of improvised explosive device. This all went down at about uh, quarter to eight a.m. this morning. Um, I'm sorry, it was a sixth grader that was killed. And it was the um, there was a, there was a staff member, apparently, um, that was shot and injured. It was the school's principal. Um, so we know that it appears he he killed himself, and the explosive device had not yet been detonated. Obviously, and thank God for that. Yeah, and police are saying it was a, a a simply made device, not very complex. Well, from a kid, I mean, but anybody can buy the he, anarchist cookbook online still, and you know that gives you instructions how to household things, how to make IEDs. So, yeah. So he also posted just before this happened, and then took it down just moments he made some sort of a weird post online um with some sort of a cryptic message and the the whole thing was overlaid with a a song called stray bullet by the rock group kmfdm which features lyrics like i'm your nightmare coming true i'm your worst enemy and stray bullet from the barrel of love Right, because, you know, trans, love is love. It was all about love, murdering people in the name of love. Uh, that's the kind of oxymoronic shit you get out of leftism, wokeism, cultural Marxism garbage. Hmm. But, yeah, it, it, you know, there appeared to not be enough time for that to get noticed and anything really done to try to intervene. Yeah, so that video has been taken down, apparently the one that he uh, he posted. And that's as kind of as much as we know at this point. Yeah, but again, you know, th this is the left, wokeism. Up is down, you know, crazy world. Hate is love, really. Murder is love, but silence is violence. And actual violence is just free speech. And, you know, it just goes on and on with the twisting and warping of language in defense of nut jobs. Okay. Well, I guess we'll leave it at that and move on to maybe the Epstein story. Um, unless there's anything else you want to add on that point. No, not really. It's not the first. It won't be the last. And amazing how there's so many of these mentally disturbed children who have this, gen uh, often their parents 
pushing this genderism stuff on them. It's not like they often come up with it on their own. It's the idiotic, mentally disturbed parents trying to virtue signal by making their kids screwed up and mentally ill and disturbed. And clearly, they're losing their minds over it. They can't handle it. You know, do what you want when you're an adult. I don't give a darn. But stop, stop peddling this pornographic and bull onto children. Let children be children. Okay, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll dig into the Epstein documents in more detail. Stay with us. Maverick News. The world is watching. The New World Order. Government Overreach. The Great Reset. Mainstream Media Lies. Now more than ever, independent voices are needed. Donate now at freedomreporters.com that's freedomreporters.com maverick news the antivirus program for your mind okay and now the moment i know that most of you have been waiting for the epstein documents where do you want to begin on that? Um, we, we, we didn't get a chance the other night when you were on, Joseph, to talk about it because they didn't release them that night. They came down last, last night instead. Um, I was able to go over them. Lori did a great job of uh, kind of going through a lot of that stuff, got us some important information. Uh, some other people who helped contribute here also, they were sending in highlights to me so that I could share them with everyone else. And that worked out really well. But um, I missed you yesterday. <laughs> and I'm glad you're here tonight. So just uh, give me some opening thoughts. Well, like I said two days ago, uh, not in this, these certain terms or these words, this, this is the deflection to some degree. People are demanding information. So these documents related to more or less a lawsuit or a claim for damages put out a lot of names, but legally these people are still scot-free and off the hook because a lot of it is hearsay. And like in the case of David Copperfield, right? In the United States, we have the constitutional constitutional right to due process and innocence till proven guilty. 
a lot of inference will come from these docs, but they're not actual evidence of wrongdoing to provide conviction. Like David Copperfield was one of the names mentioned, and it's an interface with David Copperfield discussing the hiring of the underage sex workers, the children, recruitment of the children. Well, that in no way, shape, or form provides any evidence or information that David Copperfield engaged in any impropriety or wrongdoing. And every person in that document is going to claim that, whether there is more information or not, like the direct accusations to Prince Andrew and a few others about whether they were or were not on the island, which again, in and of itself, is not evidence of a crime, but evidence of being in the vicinity of where criminal acts were taking place. So that, that I mean, is a legal defense. I, I don't buy it in most of their cases, but again, under the law, that's how it works. So this is the deflection. Like I said the other day, what we need is the black book, as they're calling it, or as I mentioned the other day, the client list. That, that is what we really need. Those that were indeed written down to have engaged in sex with children, which is statutory rape, any way, shape, or form you try to spin it, on that island or as part of the Lolita Express, which was a plane with a sex room on it. So they could, what, join the Mile High Club with children engaging in sex? So they didn't even need to go to the island. So. There's all that, what really matters, what we really need, and why they're releasing this rather than the client list is because there's still a lot of wiggle room and fudge room and legalities to be able to claim here. So they're all maintaining their denials still because of that. So as a result of this document dump, I'm seeing... A lot of stuff going on online from all kinds of influencers, journalists, media outlets. Insider claims to have a copy of Jeffrey Epstein's address book. I don't know that that qualifies as an actual client list, but they're making headlines with it tonight saying that it's it, it was apparently in the hands of a communist farmer in Vermont they got a hold of it and they started calling um, people on who are in the, you know, all the people in the book one by one by one by one. <laughs> they, they've um, been putting together a report on this. Here's a little clip from some stuff that they've posted online with this communist farmer from Vermont, as they describe him. Um explaining a little bit about where he uh, he's at with this. I'm very careful not to put my fingerprints on the book, not to put any sort of DNA or hair or anything like that. My name is Christopher Halali. Where should I look? 
that currently live on my wife's farm. As a student of national security issues, imperialism, I was fascinated by the Jeffrey Epstein case. There are names that are highlighted, and I think one of the most notable highlighted names is uh, former President Donald Trump. My name yeah. is Nissan Deco. He knew him. Ta-da. And I believe I found the book sometime in the 90s. Walking along Fifth Avenue, and I just noticed a small black book on the sidewalk. Hmm. So you're pretty <laughs> sure that it was somewhere between 54? Yes, it could have been here or there. We have spoken extensively with Denise, and we found her story to be credible. I saw the book, picked it up, glanced through it. Yeah, it was filled with names like Kennedy, Rockefeller, Trump, etc. And it was like, whoa, this is bizarre. So I kept it for the New York City artifact that it was. Did you know who Jeffrey Epstein was at the time? When I rediscovered the book last year, it was like, holy, it's Jeffrey Epstein. A Manhattan billionaire arrested yesterday on federal sex trafficking charges. Anyway, I can't run all of this. Just a little clip there for I, you to kind of tell you where they're at with that. I don't doubt there's all kinds of names in an address book of a million of millionaires and billionaires that often rubbed elbows at millionaire billionaire socialite parties. But of course, the socialist, communist, fascist has got to continue with the Trump derangement syndrome. There you go again. A very, very old picture of Trump with Epstein taken at some random party somewhere ages ago, long before Trump banned him from all of his properties. And the other thing you'll hear the left go on about, well, and this is fact. I deal in facts. Trump, yes, was on an Epstein plane from Miami to New York. That's not the Lolita Express. That's not a plane to Petto Island. And in fact, in the document dump, one of the subsections clearly asked, was Donald Trump ever on Epstein Island? No. But again, facts be damned with the left. But we have evidence Bill Clinton was on the island, but again, distraction, deflection, distortion, uh, you know, anything, because there's still a lot of other high-profile names that would be exposed by the actual client list that matters. And the other evidence that matters, we'll never see, is the endless amount of video footage from the island that Epstein recorded that would show People engaging in criminal act. Uh, It's real easy to prove who did what there. They've got the video evidence. You will never see it, just like you don't see all the January 6th evidence. The exculpatory evidence from January 6th, you don't get to see. Here's the thing. Okay, so let, let me just share... My thoughts. With regard to the video evidence, it's not clear who has that. We know that the hard drives that apparently existed 
uh, the video, a lot of the video evidence was removed by a friend of Epstein's um, at one point before police investigators were able to get a hold of some of that material. The question that needs to really be asked that I don't think is being asked vigorously enough is who was it that was controlling Jeffrey Epstein? That's the key question, because that, to me, represents a very serious national security issue. The reason that's a national security issue is because really what this was is it was a honeypot operation. So Epstein was luring in elite, an elite clientele. He had a little club run, running there, uh, sort of the who's who of Western elite who run the world, essentially. And I mean, it went all the way to the very top. And all of these people were, I think, made to feel very safe. As, and and you, you, they're sort of in this social circle where they think that they're insulated from public scrutiny and accountability for their... Um, hedonistic activities and it really does reach to the very top they had no idea that they were being videotaped there were hidden cameras and audio systems wired into epstein's facilities so that he could record all of this kind of activity going on it was clearly being done um, for what, well, I shouldn't say clearly, but it appears it was being done for purposes of uh, power acquisition and blackmail through blackmail. But the question is, who was it that was truly orchestrating this? Who? And well, it's simple. It, it's the Jews, right? It's always the Jews. Epstein, yes. haven't you seen that? It was a Mossad agent. Oh, give me a... Now, right. I, I think That's he... Exactly that's a he very important thing you're touching selling on there it to everybody. That is what I've been seeing come down today. And I caution everyone, be very careful about buying into that right now, because <laughs> I was expecting it. There it is. This is part of a, an ongoing larger effort right now to steer people into that way of thinking. And don't think for a minute that that's necessarily accurate, what they're putting out there. I think a lot of this that we're being fed right now may just be propaganda. I say sit back and wait for more facts, wait for real information to come out. And um, it's people tend to read headlines, not details. And, and you also cannot take as fact or evidence it's just a, a, a media report that is based on an interview with someone who says something. And that is what I'm seeing. I'm not Bait. seeing any actual real evidence presented in any of these reports suggesting that it's Mossad, that it's Israel, that it's the Jews <laughs> who are controlling this whole Bait. operation. But that's no real evidence. That's the usual go-to anti-Semitism response. It's always the Jews. There's a Jew yes. under every rock, behind every tree, around every corner. They're always pulling the strings on everything. Now, I have no doubt he may have had some Mossad connection, probably CIA, as well as KGB. He's, I'm sure he has connections at most of the intelligence agencies around the world that gave him power 
and control to some degree. But it's not him, Joseph. It's not him directly. He's just a tool. He was never the top guy. He was the facilitator. He was the in-between man. He was a guy who made things happen. He connected people, but he wasn't the money. It was never clear where his money actually right. came from. It, it wasn't Jeffrey Epstein who was at the top. He wasn't the, he wasn't the power broker. There's someone or some people or organization above him that was making all of this happen. Now, the go-to narrative on that is going to be, oh, it was the CIA. Not necessarily. Do not just, that's what they, always that's what, you know, we're always, always either the Jews or the Jews CIA. Take it right, yeah. the, no, 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 no. Uh, maybe, but you got to prove that to me. You got to prove anything to me. Now, what I will say is when I go back and I start connecting, you know, dots, and I start looking at the network of people, there is something extremely interesting popped up again for me, a name, a very important name, Adnan Khashoggi. This guy keeps popping up in story after story after story after story after story. He's dead now. I believe he died and, in 20 And he's not Mossad. Okay, no, no, no. This is a Saudi businessman, arms dealer arms dealer now he's an international arms dealer was an international arms dealer but look at the connections that adnan khashoggi had in the 80s epstein had khashoggi as a client epstein at that time was working as an intermediary between apparently it looks like the u.s government and arms dealers and khashoggi so that arms could be delivered to israel or sorry, to Iran, rather, as part of the Iran-Contra scandal that was happening during the Reagan era, mm -hmm. which you may or may not, folks, remember that. I certainly do. So there's Adnan Khashoggi at the very center of all that, directly connected to Epstein again. Who does Adnan Khashoggi, who is he related to? Jamal Khashoggi. What happened to Jamal Khashoggi? He was that journalist who was murdered by the Saudi prince. For right? being for being an agent and propagandist for ISIS and Al-Qaeda terrorists. Directly he, tied yeah. directly tied to Osama bin Laden, knew Osama bin Laden personally, interviewed him a number of times, claims claimed to have sort of had um, a revelation or a change of heart, if you will, a change in ideological direction claims to have asked Osama bin Laden to embrace peace instead of terrorism. Um, yeah. And then uh -huh. pissed off the, the Saudi government, ended up murdered, killed. Um, and I have no problem with states engaging in the elimination of state enemies. It happens. The U.S. The media, does it. The, Putin the media does here it. in the West lost their mind. They went to they, they they made a huge deal out of his death. I mean, I don't know how many journalists are killed every year. A lot for political reasons and in war zones. But Daniel that guy Pearl. in particular, they made such a big deal out of Jamal Khashoggi's death. Why? Well, that's because that guy is absolutely, um, I would say, Arab royalty. OK, his family, Adnan Khashoggi, worth billions of dollars at last count. I think about four billion that guy was worth um, the nephew. He was 
Uh, Jamal Khashoggi was the nephew of Adnan Khashoggi. Who else was Khashoggi related to? Dodi Al-Fayed, who was dating Princess Diana and was killed in that car accident with Princess Diana. Before it the conjecture was they were going to get married. Right. And the conspiracy, right or wrong, not engaging in it, whether the uh, British crown was behind it to prevent that from happening or not. Yeah. Now, this also not incriminating, but also to show you how close and tight this these circles of elites, these world leaders are. I believe Donald Trump at one point actually purchased Adnan Khashoggi's yacht. <laughs> okay, so Donald Trump bought the yacht. Oh, well, he's obviously around. guilty of something yeah. then, Rick. And then he, <laughs> he ended up selling it. But I mean, so Trump kind of knew all these people, which may actually be a good thing, because when he talks about draining the swamp, he, I mean, he, yeah. he, you got to know who the players are if you're going to drain the swamp. Now, I, I drain the swamp also is a, a phrase that comes from... Um, a totally different thing, which I'll get into another night. But, you know, to most people, drain the swamp means to kind of go after the elites and the corruption and get rid of all those corrupt politicians, bureaucrats, elite yeah. power players, get them out, flush them out of the system. Right. I think it means that plus some other things, too, honestly. But we can delve into that another night. The point here being, this is a very small circle of people who all know each other. This is the club. This is... Millionaires you know, and... Bil what a shock. Yeah. Millionaires and billionaires actually rub elbows places. Oh, what a shock! <laughs> now, here's the thing, though, okay? So here you have all these power players. You see that address book, if that's even, if that's even authentic. If it's okay? real. If it's even real. But let's say that that's an example of some of the names that are in there. Well, a lot of these people now can be explained. Are, they can be ex they can be controlled because they've been videotaped. Um, you have arms dealers, um, probably the heads of defense contract companies. You have politicians making decisions on whether funding will go to Ukraine or Israel or or to fund other wars. Yeah. You have politicians making decisions on border issues, immigration, you name it. These yeah. guys can be controlled now on virtually any issue well, simply again, by, the, right? There's a major difference in the client list and that address book, which is questionable to begin with. Because again, uh, go through my address book. I know a lot of people <laughs> too. That doesn't mean I know everything that goes on with them, right? So the yeah. address book is is a meaningless thing that of course many will attempt to engage in spin. But talk about a real journalist. We don't hear much about Daniel Pearl anymore. He okay. was a real journalist beheaded by ISIS, yep. right? He was doing real journalism as opposed to Khashoggi engaging in propaganda for the Giza, as I call them. And if you've not heard that term again, Global Islamic Jihadist Interim Army. It's easier to say that than Islamic fundamentalist radicals all the time. So this is a this is an extremely dangerous situation for the United States because it is not clear at this point exactly who is be, has been compromised, who 
is being controlled, who is who might be blackmailed? Because the question at this moment now is then who is in possession of those hard drives, of those videotapes? Um, police probably have some. They may not have all. And some of the most important stuff might be in the hands of some other person or organization that is in a position to exert extreme influence and control over people in places with real serious power. Well, it, it's clearly, if it ain't the Jews, it's got to be the Illuminati or the Freemasons, right? <laughs> I think that a lot of this stuff, people are looking in the wrong direction. They have a lot of misdirection going on, but it's not the kind of misdirection that people think it is. Um, this this release of documents is in itself being described by some as the misdirection. So we're not looking at the wars. No, I this said is it. not the misdirection. <laughs> the misdirection is putting a picture of Donald Trump up and putting a headline up earlier today that I saw that, that talks about Jeffrey Epstein's wide, you know, expansive sex um, trafficking network. And well, the the evidence that came out yesterday as part of this document dump actually exonerates Donald Trump. Exactly. He'll put his picture but up. Don't That's confuse, the misdirection. Don't confuse the left with facts. They don't care. Only their feelings. Uh, despite the endless evidence, that is a misdirection and deflection from Bill Clinton. But, you know, the Clintons are pretty irrelevant these days anyway. And speaking of Clinton, I wanted to mention a shout out to Flower Girl 66 x over on Truth, who raised a very interesting piece of conjecture and speculation. Uh, I hadn't thought of it, so... Hat tip to Flower Girl 66X on Truth where in a post she says, Did Monica Lewinsky have contact with anyone associated with Maxwell or Epstein blackmail schemes before she was interned at the White House? I'm just saying it's a very interesting question. There's no real journalist out there who will bother to look. But she raised a very good question. How far back and down the rabbit hole does it all go? Well, you know, you, the, the, the problem here is that you have very corrupt politicians. You have both sides uh, of the uh, aisle. You have, yep, both sides of the aisle, some of whom now may well be compromised, who may well be controlled, who have lost their moral compass a long time ago, who embrace a secular society, who reject religion, reject God, who are quite happy to engage in these hedonistic activities in um, the exploitation of minors, um, thinking that they, because they're part of this club that nothing bad would ever happen. Now, this is, this is, dangerous for us because, you know, basically they've been living high on the hog, taking, mo taking public money to live this kind of lifestyle. You see it, it exhibited by Hunter Biden, cocaine and drugs and hookers. And um, <laughs> I mean, yep. it just that's the kind of lifestyle on display yep. that they're 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 quite happy to to engage in 
because they've just they have no morals anymore. It's 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 total power. It's absolute power. And it's corrupted them absolutely. And now they're controlled because they've allowed themselves to get trapped. Yeah. And let me go back to my point, both left and right, Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative in Canada, in England, uh, the Liberal Party, the Tories, the whomever, all a lot of different high level names here. And before someone dare spew the uniparty label garbage, no. It's the ruling elite, establishment, deep stater types. There are pl and there's plenty of good Republicans, conservatives, constitutionalists, like I call myself, fighting for we the people. But, right. and as much as I hate to admit this, again, I'm not a hyper-partisan hack. Yes, there are even a few, unfortunately, way too few some good Democrats, not a whole hell of a lot, but there are some. So, you know, so let's skip the partisanship crap and deal with the reality of these establishment ruling elite deep staters. That's the club that we're talking about here. Yeah. And, you know, somebody like Khashoggi, that's not to say that Khashoggi was a client like of Epstein's right. or wasn't at the island, but you see those connections. You see that there was a business relationship there. So now you're starting to look at Saudi Arabia. You're starting to look at not the Jews. Okay. You're starting to look in a totally different place where there's money flowing and lots of it. You're starting to look at Qatar. You're looking at Saudi Arabia, the UAE. You're looking at oil money. You're looking at all kind that a totally different place now, aren't we? Now we're in yeah. a totally you're well, looking at Osama bin Laden. You want to know what happened on 9-11? You're starting to look right there. And then you're looking at these relational ties between those families and even the royal family. And then you're wondering, well, why would the royal family act this way? Or why would this politician vote that way? Well, now you're seeing, oh, there's Prince Andrew um on the island doing his thing. And oh, and look who's there's this politician, and oh, and there's there's uh, Alan Dershowitz, right? 137 times mentioned in the document yesterday. I explained him the last time. He was his attorney. I think <laughs> he shouldn't have taken him on, but again, yep. you've got the right to a defense. And actually, I was in an argument with somebody today. I'm not a big Der Well, I, I was going to say I'm not a big Dershowitz fan. I'm not a fan of him because he's still a liberal leftist. I have respect for him because he's honest about it. And yep. he defended Trump, but still a liberal Democrat because he's one of those few honest, reasonable Democrats that are left. He represented uh, Epstein, whether or not you think he should have or not. Epstein has the right to a defense. And if it weren't for Dershowitz, Epstein may have never gone to jail because it was Dershowitz as his lawyer who talked him into the plea bargain. Otherwise, you know, yeah. he would have still been fighting this all in court. But you know what, Joseph? This is actually what we get to, not distracted. We are kind of distracted by these names. We are distracted by the list. The more important question, the real important question is, who was controlling this whole operation? 
who has can who has possession of this remaining evidence these hard drives yeah. who has the video evidence you follow that you get the answer to that and you're going to find the answer to a I would say maybe even the majority of the problems facing the United States of America and Western society in general today, because that is how big this thing is. This thing, this, this, this story is so big that it, what they were doing, it threatens to destroy the West in totality yeah. because it goes all the way to the to the highest offices of of the world these are the people who have been literally running the world and it has it's not only cracked the foundation this whole thing has sent is like a seismic earthquake shaking all of western society you take these people down and what it does is it destroys whatever is left potentially of any trust that people have in their institutions. Yeah. Well, I want, and, and you, you're seeing, you know, po geopolitical adversaries, enemies of the United States right now, taking advantage of this, grabbing a hold of it and, you know, helping the narrative along and even trying to direct it in their own way so that it serves their purposes, That's whether exact. it's to convince people that, and here's the thing, this is why you have to be very careful right now to not just instantly buy into this idea that it's it's Mossad and that it was the Jews and Israel, because this that may just be a propagandic propaganda attempt, a propagandistic attempt to further erode trust in the system and get people to stop supporting support for Israel so that the the state of Israel can literally be wiped off the map yep. from the river to the sea. Palestine will be free. And isn't it interesting how the timing on all of this is is happening in, in it seems choreographed to me. Uh, you can't prove that, obviously, but nor has anything I've seen on through these repertory, journalistic, uh, propagandistic assertions that it's the Jews who are responsible for all of this. But here's the other interesting thing. Isn't it interesting that you have in Ukraine a Jewish guy at, as the head in Zelensky? And isn't it interesting that they're using a Jewish guy as the head of uh, this honeypot operation like Epstein? Isn't it interesting how they're, they, they keep putting Jews like even George Soros in place? <laughs> Bam, there's a Jew at the head of that thing. But when you really start now, to look now you're that, you now you that and now you you're fueling the uh, now, you're now, fueling now you're, the whole you're thing. To look, now you're look, but you look at who's controlling them. And it's actually not the Jews at all. These right. are like, uh, yeah, he's Jewish, but it's this guy from Saudi Arabia that that is actually yeah. the well, guy I, who's been paying. I want to thank you. And I really want to thank those who still tuned in because I guarantee there's no longer any leftist tuned in because you're not willing to just automatically anti-Semitism manner blame the Jews for everything. So there's no leftist left. But thank you for those who want to engage in logic, reason, and look at evidence, facts, not feelings, and discuss with us trying to intellectually 
through the evidence, get to the bottom of what is really all going on, as opposed to, the as you said, uh, some on the left, some on the right, all hyperpartisan snowflake hacks, yeah. uh, you trying to use it as a left-right cudgel. You got the Trump derangement syndrome moron still showing that, these very old pictures of Trump with Epstein and scrubbing the internet of all the recent pictures of Clinton and Epstein and those on the right, of course, just wanting to talk about Clinton when, again, yes, there's all these. I mean, uh, Stephen Hawking is even involved in these documents. Uh, I mean... Uh, <laughs> We just don't know. That's why I say this is a deflection in itself to some degree to try to appease you, give this as fodder to go at each other with while protecting a lot of people still on that client list, the black well, book that we really need to see. You know what? Like by releasing all these names, by get, releasing this information, this fog, really, this, this really fog gives, of war. Well, this gives um, enemies of the United States exactly what they. It's it's a gift. It's a gift because it just this will further erode public confidence in in our own countries and. Um, when I look, when I stand back and I look at these things, I'm like, who would, who would, who would choreograph something like that? Who would be, you know, who would put all that together? Really, Israel doesn't benefit in this. They need our help. They want our help. The people who benefit are the Iranian mullahs, the North Koreans. Uh, Xi and Putin. I, <laughs> it's the anti-Western forces that benefit from this, not Israel. <laughs> yeah, you know, this... Uh, and, and, hey, I'm open to anything. I, you know, somebody show me some evidence. Yeah, exactly. One way or another. I'm not saying that what I'm putting out here is definitive. It's not. This is, like, these connections are definitive. These people that Epstein was associating with, not just, you know, like Clinton and these other people named. And, I'm and talking Trump about his business associates. Kid, yeah. I'm talking oh. about the people who are paying him, giving him money. Right. People even in the earlier years of, you know, when he was developing these businesses and different things. Whatever those were. In. They're yeah. like the Biden shell companies. He's gotten rich over the, all these shell companies that only really move money around. There's yeah. no business going on. The only business was selling children to high profile clients. Yeah, he was involved with something, some sort of a investment funds and one involved some sort of creative financing that they described, I believe, as like liquid financing which is, um, you know, trading in various kinds of commodities that can be, that are fungible, that can be, um, you know, converted quickly. Um, but it was a non-traditional kind of funding. I mean, these are people, he, he's, he was associating with people and getting involved in all kinds of different ventures that were which is uh, usually very dirt, unconventional, dirty to, to money generate, laundering. Yeah, massive amounts of money, billions of dollars, that, and and telling people at times that he was a government agent, 
and he may well have been a government agent. Maybe he was a double agent, um, but he, it made him to some degree almost untouchable. But things became so glaringly apparent that uh, at some point, I think he was just kind of given up. Yep. And uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's what that the investment, quote unquote, uh, part was about him being able to launder money for people and again, then have more dirt on people's criminal activities again for the blackmail angle. Well, you're talking about billions of dollars and arms sales and facilitating meetings between people, connecting government uh, officials, you know, internationally. Um, at the same time, uh, he used to say that he invested in people. That's what Jeffrey Epstein used to say. I invest in people. Yeah, no kidding, because you were investing in a honeypot blackmail operation. Um, but you he was not the top guy. He was controlled by someone or some entity above him. And that is what, what we need to know. It's imperative, really, that we find out who was doing it, who is still there, maybe in the background, um, in, in possession of some of this material that can still be used as leverage against who knows who in our systems of government, in our in the highest offices of the land, perhaps. Yeah, well, this goes back to, again, also our talk before about Julian Assange. I'm all for the exposing of the corruption and that to that, that it's happening. But when you get to the point where some of the names are named, then again, it only helps our enemies. It isn't draining the swamp. That's aiding abetting our enemies at that point. So there's, there's lines that need to be made and not crossed, but we're way past that Rubicon now. Yeah, well, I mean, there are rules for journalists, too, that need to be followed. And um, anyway, that's a whole other kettle of fish. The Assange thing, but... But, um, yeah, you wanted to go from so. the Khashoggi thing to the Soleimani attack. Right, so that's where we're at tonight. So we see that ISIS is now claiming responsibility for that attack. And yet, just yesterday, we're talking about it Oh, it was the it Jews! Here. The Jews! It, it, was either, <laughs> it was either the Jews in Israel or it was the United States or both. Yeah. And now ISIS comes out and claims responsibility for it. What do you make of that? There, there was no logical strategic value for the United States or Israel to do that. There are plenty of things that I would like to see done short of all-out war and full invasion. I think we need to at least do a Bill Clinton, but... Uh, Joe Biden is beholden, uh, you know, still trying to get the JCPOA again and let Iran's going to have a nuclear bomb soon. And then the dynamics really change. I would lob some cruise missiles at IRGC near the Mullah residence. Uh, we can reach out and touch you any damn time we want. Cool it. Cut the attacks on U.S. troops throughout the region, or you're on the target list. But we all know 
if that's to get done, it would have to be the Israelis because Joe Biden would never do it. See, you would actually launch cruise missiles into Tehran? Iran. Yep, I sure would. I, and, you know, I would have aided the Green Revolution that Obama let get crushed, too. I'm not talking about, you know, I'm, I'm talking about striking targets that we know are the ones controlling Hezbollah and Hamas and funneling them weapons. There's no reason to not hit those legitimate military targets. They've struck us. We have every right to strike back, way short of an all-out invasion and war with Iran. I'm not talking about that. But if they're going to continue to take pot shots at us, then God damn it, do something. Do yeah. something. They won't even put the sanctions back on. We're still funding Hamas and Hezbollah while Israel is trying to eradicate them. In fact, what, how many times have U.S. troops now been targeted um, by oh, I've Yemen? Lost count. I think I've it's lost like count. 80 or 100 times, and Biden has done nothing, nothing about it. Nothing. Nothing. Not a damn thing. And people still don't understand. They're, they're trying to blame the Saudis for being engaged in war with the Houthis in Yemen, who Iran backed to overthrow them as a Western ally. They were a Western ally so that when the wartime comes, they have a two-front invasion ability into Saudi Arabia. That's what that's about. But uh, now ISIS, this does show that there's still internal strife and struggle, which for us is kind of a good thing. Uh, the Sunnis, the Shiites, the Kurds still don't all get along, which is a good thing, uh, because if they ever united well, yeah, I mean, under one flag, we'd be in trouble. Yeah, Soleimani Memorial, right? And that's why I bring them up again. Not Israel, not the U.S. There was no legitimate reason for us to strike that unless, if, you know, it might have been a high-value target we might want to take out that would have made it a legit target. But that isn't what happened. You know, that's, it's this Epstein stuff, though, which potentially ties right into, you know, the foreign policy that's playing out right now in the Middle East that's why this that story is so darn important um, and other stories related to it. A lot of times I sit back and I say, wow, the United States is doing what? That makes no sense at all. <laughs> That's not in the, the, the national interest. And yet they proceed. They persist. There they go. Like mistakes again. Like, like helping Iran. Yes. How is it in the best interest? People. If there are any leftist moron Hamas terror supporters left in the audience, which I doubt, uh, <laughs> I, they chant death to America. Israel is the little Satan. We are the big Satan. When they get nukes, they will use them against both. And you morons in the Rainbow Alphabet Mafia Coalition, queers for Palestine, 
Please, I want to start a GoFundMe to send you over there. Meet your heroes so they can throw you off a roof. (laughs) And so, you know, I hope that Donald Trump is not, you know, implicated in this Epstein thing in any way, because he may actually be the guy who is uniquely positioned to literally deal with these issues. Maybe he was, and it seemed like he was making progress, certainly didn't get the United States involved in any new wars when he was president. But, you know, the reason I say he's maybe uniquely positioned to deal with it is because he has been in the circle. He's part of the circle. He knows who the players are. He understands how that, you know, that community works. Um, he knows he's, he's intimately familiar with all of them. Yeah, uh, there's and, a difference. So he knows how to, but yeah. but not not corrupted by it necessarily. Right. So there's he, a difference in being around it and aware, and, and aware, and knowing the players, and not actually engaging in the same corruption. Yeah. Again, millionaires and billionaires actually hanging out together. Ah, uh, oh my shocked face! Right. I mean, <laughs> hello. <laughs> so. You know, it takes one to know one, but not really be one. Maybe that is him. So, yeah, you know? there are connections. Like, I mean, the loon said, Trump is in the address book. Yeah, so, duh, there are leftists in my address book. Doesn't mean I'm involved in conspiring with leftists. Mm-hmm. I know them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, you, and you have, you know, RFK Jr. flew on the plane, didn't go to the island. Maybe he's uniquely positioned as well to deal with it. I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. But uh, boot on hat guy. Boot on hat guy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I wasn't familiar with who you were talking about the other night. I had no idea. I had to look that guy up. Uh, Vermin Supreme. There the you go. Yeah. Thank you. You refreshed I, I my in memory. Boot on head guy. Boot on head guy. You did? Um, I did. I looked him up. What a weird guy. Like, sort of a satirical perennial presidential candidate. Runs for other political offices as well. Kind of a political activist. Um, you know, court, a political court jester, if you will. So, I'm, I'm glad I was able to introduce you to boot on hat guy. <laughs> boot, boot on the head guy. Anyway, maybe, maybe we'll talk about him more another night. But um, yeah, so... Soleimani, the attack there, um, almost, I think it was close to 100 people killed in that attack. And now we're seeing that it's ISIS claiming responsibility for it. Yeah. Well, Um, what's interesting is we're not getting a lot of names yet. Uh, Indeed, was it just uh, to celebrate the death of Soleimani? Again, because ISIS, Al-Qaeda... All them, they like to hit on anniversaries of things. So was it indeed just kind of their deciding to celebrate that he's gone by attacking that anniversary? Or were there some high-value targets there that were the actual targets, not the event itself? We don't have any real names yet to make that further determination well it looks like uh, the there were have been reports that some of some pretty senior leadership from hezbollah was there and had were, were killed so that's interesting 
It is interesting. Yeah, well, Suleimani was an Iranian, the Iranian go-between between mm -hmm. the terror proxies. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes sense. Hezbollah and Hamas would have representation there. No doubt. I, I wish some of the Qataris uh, uh, terror supporters uh, that, you know, live in the lap of luxury and claim to be down for the people uh, while hiding in Qatar would have been there and got nailed at the same time. See, I will say this, you know, as people keep looking at Israel and the Jews, right, <laughs> for, for the uh, for the worldwide corruption that is resulting in the uh, the, the destruction of the West, I, I, I would point in the other direction. How is it their benefit? I, I would I would point over at <laughs> places like Dubai and I would say, you think that those guys are you think the Jews are the ones who are living a life of privilege and control all the money and, and in the world? They're living in a little sliver of land. <laughs> they're uh, they're under constant bombardment with rocket attacks from an enemy that lives right next to them. How is it that that's a life of privilege? You, they're, they're, <laughs> how would you like to live? How would Sick. it be if we were living here and they, and you had somebody like yeah. every day, you know, lobbing rockets at you that you are you have to shoot down. You have to hope that your Iron Dome, uh, you know, yeah. takes down all of the rockets. Otherwise, Sick. if any get through, you know, people are going to get blown up. Oh, that's Six, a, that's a yeah. great place to live. Six okay. million Jews are not a threat to the surrounding multiple billions of Muslims. That's like you, you're saying. It's like me attacking Rick over in Ontario. Do you think he would want to do something back in retaliation? Of course he would. And likewise, if Windsor started bombarding Detroit, we would demand we strike back. <laughs> so you look, then you look, you know, not too far away. You go to, you know, the UAE, you look at Dubai, you look at the the opulence, the decadence, the the uh, the money, the exploitation of workers, the <laughs> right. It just goes on and on. We 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 talked about this uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, ran you know a, sh a big part of the show was looking at the, uh, the just the absolute decadence the, in Dubai when the COP twenty eight climate. Summit that, was held. All and that oil. Why would money. they go there? Yeah. Because because it's like Vegas on steroids. It's, oh, it's I, I sex would... and parties and Lamborghinis and um just excess, excess, excess. It's a playground for the world's elite. That's why they went there. The Palm Islands that they built by man-made palm islands out there shaped like a palm tree off the coast of uh, Dubai. Oh, God, would I, wish, I wish I had the money or the connections to be able to visit and, that. And where, where <laughs> does the leadership for Hamas hang out? Where do they go? They go there. Oh, but they're, they're about poor people and the oppressed. Right. Uh -huh. they're, they're all hanging yeah. out. They've got, you know, you know, Hundreds of millions in their bank accounts, billions even. You know, they're sitting there smoking the cigars, sitting there and uh, with, you know, partying down with all their their women, I guess. Yeah. Their like harems the, like over, the in leaders. The, over in Dubai. Yeah, I like see. the leaders oh, okay. in Qatar. Yeah, those that top 10. But the problem is Hamas the Jews. leaders. Yeah, the problem exactly. is the Jews. Yeah. Oh, OK. Well, I mean, Netanyahu <laughs> did a stupid thing and 
responded in a way that has cost them on the public relations front for sure. And, you know, maybe, you know, there's no question there are war hawks within Israel. There are corrupt people inside their government. No question about that. Oh, and, absolutely. You know, absolutely. To, to, to go through this military exercise that they're engaging in where they're with so many civilians have been killed. You know, I, I get it. I'm, I'm opposed to that. I don't think that's right. But at the same time, I'm not, I'm not so quick to just like so many others just sit there and say, Oh, it's all the Jews fault. And you know, this is like an old anti-Semitic trope that has been played through history over and over and over again. And it's, it's playing like a broken record one more time. And here we go. And if people buy into it, we are destined for a whole world of hurt over the next number of years, because it's going to play out again as in, in, in terms of war and death and destruction. No one understands history. I mean, uh, Hitler and the Nazis were fed by Wilson here in the States and Sanger here in the States. Uh, that's why I over and over say the left here are the fascocrats. They are. There are 28 Nazi party planks in the DNC platform. So... I. This goes way, you know, and which all fed off of the articles of the protocols of Zion before that. And, right. And, and for, right, that anti-Semitism has existed since before Christ it and existed. It, and where did where did these things come from? The, the, the protocols of the elders of Zion? That actually came yeah, out of Russia. Thank you. Thank you for it the came correction. came out of Russia. Yes, thank you for that correction. You know, there's there's... Germany, Nazi, the, the history of, you know, the anti-Jew movement, you know, it, it didn't start with Adolf Hitler. He but found people are so devoid of history. They have no fucking clue, Rick. Their history is, doesn't go past their nose. Their family, family genealogy. Uh, my mom, my dad, my grandpa, my grandma. That's the history they know. That's it. And then less if they're grandparents served in Tons world war ii they know oh, yeah. nothing <laughs> the, you know you, you, soviet union communism you know there were many leaders within russia you know that not all of them but some of them were very anti-jew it resulted in pogroms in in you know the, the soviet union in russia you can go back to like the mid 1800s and find you know very well documented examples of this where the jews were targeted there you, you can go back all through history to the you know the birth of christ all through history yep. where the jews have been targeted by various you know people all just about the whole world that's why my point that's why my terror strikes coming soon to a city near you is historical fiction. It has an atrocity chapter because people have no clue. The millions of Jews that were slaughtered in Russia at the same time Hitler was destroying Jews in Germany and Poland, but yet, oh, they were a temporary convenient ally. So sweep it under the rug. We can't talk about that. And I'll go further, and I will say that, you know, when it comes to nation states, they're not really, in the end, very ideological. They, they, the communists tend to be very, you know, ideological. But at the end of the day, it's really just about power and preserving power. And so 
That's why you saw, you know, going into World War II, you saw Stalin actually aligning himself with, with Adolf Hitler. Hitler. Yeah. And so they started to carve up Europe. You know, you take yes. this, I'll take that. We'll both go in and, and invade Poland at the same time. We'll take half. You take half, I'll take half. Conveniently like forgotten that Russia invaded Finland before Hitler invaded or annexed anybody. Right. Hitler could have been the hero had he said, like in Mein Kampf, he originally intended to attack the Russians, he could have went into Finland as their savior, just like we see, and we've had this discussion in Ukraine, those supposed Nazi regiments aren't because they're anti-Semitic Jews looking to put portraits of Hitler all over the place and worship and try to create concentration camps to exterminate Jews. No, they honor the swastika because Germany and the Nazis kicked the Russians who had been oppressing Ukraine for 50 years prior to that out of Ukraine. No one understands history. I'm not defending it. Anyone who puts a swastika on is a moron. But I understand the connection and the why. I'm not excusing it. I'm just explaining it historically accurately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, in the end, countries are just the people running countries. They're trying to preserve their power, pres you know, preserve their country in the face of opposition from other countries. Because when it comes to international politics and the absence of a, uh, a rules based international order, which is what, you know, the West is trying to implement. Right. Um, but really, in the at the end of the day, there's no international police force. It's like whoever has the most guns wins. And if you're up against some, you know, other country that might threaten you in some way, then you better have a lot of guns and and you, you form partnerships and alliances and other countries you go to war with when negotiations fail. Yeah, so it's really it's just the, the law of the jungle out there when it comes to things like that. And that's why ideology will quickly go out the window when you have to just do what is pragmatic at the time to preserve your national sovereignty and your personal power if you are the leader of a given nation state that's under some kind of threat. Yeah, and back to this, it's the Jews, it's the Jews responsible for everything. I want to mm. choosy heretics choose or carnation revolution now, whichever it is in, in the yeah. comments, uh, talking about virtue signaling and people to this day are still saying the Jews crucified Jesus. Oh. Jesus was a Jew. He came to fulfill the Jewish scripture. He's a Jew. There are Messianic Jews to this day. Christ was a Jew. How many times do we have to say that? He did not come to replace the Jewish scripture. He came to fulfill the Jewish scripture. So did some Jews of the time have blood on their hands? Yes, but blood libel saying all Jews inherit responsibility for the death of Christ is ridiculous. 
And exactly, though, why Jews at that time did definitely conspire and get Pilate to do the actual crucifixion so that they could try to wash their hands of it. So did some Jews, are some Jews responsible 2,000 years ago? Yeah. Does that make any Jew today responsible for Jesus' death? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and we need to be very careful at this juncture, too, because you're getting right now stories of convenience that smear the Jews and blame the Jews for these different incidents going on, and, you know, including the Soleimani attack, including... You know, the, the, you know, it's always the Jews responsible for and well, behind still all everything. It just goes on and on and on and on. There, they blame everything on yeah. the Jews. Right? There's still people who say 9-11 was really an Israeli plot. There's yeah. still people who say that. What benefit would Israel get from that? And, and there's still people who blame Saudi Arabia also. No, yes. All of them were Saudi. Why? Because Osama was also former Saudi, stripped yep. of his citizenship, disowned by the Saudi crown, and his own family wanted to put a wedge between the West and Saudi Arabia. So he recruited 19 other whack job disaffected Saudis like Osama was clones of Osama to engage in it so that you suckers who want to now continue to blame Saudi Arabia for 9-11, God, you're dumb. You fell for Osama's propaganda. And we're still being bombarded with it. I, we have to be so careful. And, you know, historically, when the economy tanks, you get into tough economic times. This is when people are most vulnerable to propagandistic stories, to, um, you know, scapegoating. Uh, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm seeing it. It's just so blatantly obvious to me. But I also understand why people are embracing some of these narratives and this, you know, cliched anti-Semitic um, storyline that is just, like I said, it's just being replayed like a broken record again with updated, you know, language. And it's been they've been playing it for people in a very sophisticated way this time um, so that, uh, you know, people didn't recognize it initially. You know, they were changing some of the words, the language, playing word games with it. And I'll make an important point on that, too, related back to Epstein in just a moment, because I see that you want to hold up your sign. <laughs> yeah, you know me and my whiteboard. <laughs> yeah. Get out the old playbook and dust it off, right? That's what you're talking about. The yeah. old blame the Jews. Old playbook, let's dust it off again, right? <laughs> yeah, let's take a, a little break here, uh, Joseph. I want to take the break because I'm going to make a point about what I just said with regard to, you know, playing the the old record again with new language. That's it's there's something pretty important that I want to point out that I, I just want to clue people into. So stick with us, folks. We'll be right back after <laughs> this.
Maverick News. The world is watching. Greetings brave Mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others. Out. Of rabbit holes. We are Maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals. individuals. Defenders of individual rights and freedoms. Credible. Trusted. Grounded in reality. Maverick News, Maverick News. Defending free speech, free speech, speech. Donate at freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow may be too late, too late, too late, too late. Maverick News. The world is watching. Exile The Knights of Malta Maverick News Join us. The world is watching. Okay, so uh, some names were escaping me, so I'm trying to remember what the names were. But see, Epstein, he 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 had this conference on his island at one point. It was like what was it called? It was like the, um, the mind. It was about psychology, the use of linguistics. Um. Let, let me see if I can look up the, the, the names on these people, because he had I know that some of the people that went to this thing were, were world leaders. It's certainly in the in the from the West. It was a um, da- top it, academics. It was like a Davos before Davos. And well, wasn't that so much? It was it was about. Mind it was, it was about psychology and. The, and language and triggering people with language manipulation certain, through yeah, manipulation. language twisting and war- I've got several articles on thelibertybeacon.com and beforeitsnews.com and red state before that I've been forever writing about the left especially twisting and warping of language uh, right definition of is is right it, it it it's not murdering innocent unborn babies it's a choice but when it comes to you deciding whether you can have a gas stove or not uh no choice for you <laughs> well it went beyond that though this was no i know what you mean but that's what immediately you know it's constant warping and 
redefined because they well, that's, cannot. That's wokeism. That's that, that's <laughs> political ideology. That's and I get what you're saying. There goes back longer than that, though. But yes, that's because the left cannot have a logic, reason-based discussion. They will lose it every time, so they have to redefine the terms. Let me see if I can get these names because some of these people were <sighs> while you're doing that I'm going to piss yeah. off any anti-Semites still left in the audience Christianity equals Messianic Judaism that's what Constantine and his mother uh, Helena were engaged in the establishment of a new religion which was really just messianic judaism but we've turned it into a whole other different thing that doesn't change the roots of jesus as a jew fulfilling the jewish torah oh man sorry folks i'm just I'm yeah sometimes it's hard names. hard There's to so find information. the information when you want it yeah it's so gazillions and gazillions of uh, bytes of data out there and wording something exactly right to be able to get it is sometimes difficult as I stall a bit while you're doing your... Because, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's like me. And thank you again for uh, correcting me on the art, uh, Protocols of the Elders of Zion. Uh, I had that name wrong. So, again, you know, I... I, like you, we are both a lot alike in this. We, we've got so many facts rolling around up there. Accessing the right fact at the right time in the right context doesn't always happen. <laughs> yeah. And see, he was involved also. He was directly tied to Israel in many ways and Israel you know, defenses. And he even started up a company called... Um, it's it's like a an, it, it's it's a company that deals with emergency communications for like police and security agencies. Um, it's all cloud based. I don't recall the name of the the company, but he was involved in all kinds of defense industry things. This yeah. was just not wasn't just like some sex club. Right. This his, Def his activity defense of who though defense of the West defense yeah, of defense the West. That includes Israel. So I, you know, I, while he may have been involved with Eastern uh, uh, intelligence agencies, also at the end of the day, I still think he was loyal, at least to the West. Don't know about that. I, in fact, I, I would almost think that it was the opposite of that. He may, you know, appear to be loyal to the West when, in fact. He's he's completely disloyal. You can't be loyal to the West like somebody like Jeffrey Epstein while you're blackmailing all the leaders of the West. It makes no sense. Well, right? that's that's your own power control and monetary gain. Uh, if he's turning around and selling that, if all that would have come out of the Kremlin, he sold it to the Kremlin for them to release it. That would show something more. Well, it's, like it doesn't necessarily have to be Russia. As, as I say, you just look at his business associates. Who was there in the early years and in the middle? Who was 
who is he doing business with? Not, not who his client list was. Who was this guy doing business with? Where did his money come from? Where did his power and influence initially and, uh, and, and throughout time come from? That's where that's, you follow that. You follow where his money came from and where it, it all became possible and you'll find your answers. Any luck hunting down those? No, we can just move on. We can move on. It, in the middle of the night, you'll wake up. Oh, I got it! Right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, you know what? We never talked about the sexy conservatives thing. No, we're going to get into that. <laughs> Definitely. You don't want to miss that, folks. I know that's really what people are sticking around for. The sexy conservatives. Yeah, because I, I, I want to get into women. that uh, Victoria's Secret connection and angle. <laughs> yeah, well, there is a, there's an angle on that or a connection there. With Epstein even, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. Because the, the, the head of Victoria's Secret was, uh, uh, you know, on the island, apparently. Yep. And named in those, uh, those documents yesterday. So what, what are your thoughts on that? Hey, I, I don't really have many thoughts. Again, uh, until we see a client list and a, a definitive entry somewhere that X was engaged with Z in sex, uh, you know, there was uh, X and Z engaged in statutory rape law situation. I, I don't want to get too much into it, but other than to say, yeah, you left us. Clinton, the guy that took a cigar to a, a White House intern, wouldn't be involved in that. Uh-huh. But beyond, yeah. <laughs> beyond that, but I, I am interested in the fact that Victoria's Secret has gotten bud-lighted, <laughs> if you will, and trying to apologize and backpedal and... Uh, oh, but see, he was, he, he was always connected directly to the Victoria's Secret Models Company, to the models themselves. He helped facilitate um, and, and, and get these models jobs. He was also connected to the, um, the founder of uh, MC2 Models, Jean-Luc Brunel. Um, and that's where the Epstein Island connection, I think, comes in a little. I think they thought some of them, that if, okay, I'll get involved in this because it may lead to something like a legitimate modeling job uh, through all the connections of the island. So there's that. But yeah, Victoria's Secret now going back to actual angel models, going away from the woke pandering, they got bud lighted. You know, it's just like I say, this is like a life for the elite. They were living off, um, living off us is what they were doing. Um, and they continue to do that. I think, I think these Democrats really comprise the bulk of the deep state, if you will. Um, and they just, Sinos, uh, 
Xenos, rhinos, and fascocrats, but mostly fascocrats. That's why spare me the uniparty shit. It's That's the deep state ruling spare elite me. establishment. We're better for the middle class crap. Yes. It's just the opposite. They're no. Tax the crap the, out of you. Te, yeah, and the left with Warren and Sanders. I've got a piece going to be on thelibertybeacon.com coming this Saturday about called the woke tax. Sanders and Warren, Focahontas and all these buffoons, always talking about a wealth tax. Notice you never see it. <laughs> but they're not going to tax their own donors. That's just all for show. You're suckers. It's like Malcolm X said of black people. You're chumps if you fall for the Democrat line. You're being used. You know, the other thing that I find interesting and the, the uh, you know, the, the, the personal connections, the threads that connect everything with Epstein is the media connections as well. You know, you look at these. Um, he, he became involved in a some sort of a media startup at one point. I think it was called Reactor. And he had previously before that tried to purchase some magazine in New York. Um, somebody else outbid to buy it. It might have just been might have just been New York Magazine, if I recall correctly. But the there's a, always a media component to this, and big money always involved as well. Um, and well, I find it very interesting because you know they they need a media outlet of their own in order to spin up stories and, yep. and start the, the the narrative it, cycle. Exactly what I was going to interject. You and went, publishing you, companies <laughs> with books as well. They do, They use those. Yep, yep. Which thankfully now with self-publishing, uh, the average person can release a book. And in order to learn how to do that, buy my How to Write a Book and Get It Published, Hints, Tips, and Techniques. <laughs> Very interesting stuff. And, you know, even if you look, you know, you, you look in politics, it's not always the Washington Post or the New York Times that, that, uh, push political narratives or control political narratives. It's these magazines like the Atlantic, the New Yorker. Um, it, it can be, it can be bag. What, that's why I think John F. Kennedy Jr. started the magazine, George. Okay. Um, and even if you look through history, you look at uh, magazines like Pantos or Playboy, they always had some political influence as well. And not to mention a major impact on culture. Uh, so what am I getting at here? Epstein also had connections to media, the players in media, owners of media companies, but didn't always directly own them. He tried, he did start up that one company called Reactor. It didn't, wasn't terribly successful, but also connections to every, all kinds of media companies, like even to some degree, the, the National Enquirer. And it was, it's interesting because the other day I was, just going through the checkout at a Walmart. And I, I looked over at the cover of a, 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 on, the, on the newsstand, like there at the cash register, there's the National Enquirer. And I'm reading the headlines and I'm like, you know, JFK conspiracy this. And I think there are four JFK uh, murder conspiracy theory stories. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's Maverick News these days. <laughs> like, that's what we're talking about too. I never thought uh, I'd see the day. But, yeah, uh, I, I, I find it weird 
And UFO, I, UFO stuff too. Oh, oh, UFO I love stuff. talking that stuff. But I find it interesting. I jump back into the comments again just to see if they've caught back up to with where we're going. They're still on to talking about Jesus. <laughs> and like one here says, even if Jesus wasn't resurrected, doesn't mean that life isn't filled with guardian angels and magic that comes from an afterlife, another dimension, which I don't know why they're still hung up on all that talk, but that leads to, I have Elizabeth Enton, who is an atheist, coming on my constitutionalist politics in February to talk about the afterlife. An atheist who does believe scientific evidence to an afterlife, just doesn't believe in God. So, oh, yeah, see, here I, I thought, yeah, <laughs> I did find this information on the media stuff. So, yeah, he tried to acquire New York Magazine, um, didn't get it, and then there was, uh, but he was connected to, like, Harvey Weinstein, right? Oh, the film yeah, producer. oh, guy. There's another important name to bring into this yep. conversation. I didn't think to go. I'm glad you mentioned him. Yeah, uh, we've all forgotten about Weinstein, Weinstein, whatever. Weinstein, yep. <laughs> yep. Um, yes, and, you, you know, you go through and he's just a lot of media people that he knew um, connected to also you know, Israeli connections there, Iranian connections connected to, you know, Khashoggi, the arms dealers, uh, uh, definite connections to the arms industry and, you know, many big players there. Um, and, you know, and this is, this is the thing. It was, um, here we go. Okay, so I found this, okay? So... As I remember, he had a conference with people, and all these people came, and people like Steven Pinker, who is a cognitive psychologist and psycholinguist, um, Canadian-born. Hey, what was it? Psycholinguist? <laughs> yes, yeah, psycholinguist. As in um, psychotic? <laughs> no, no. This is really important. This is very important because we are in the in an information war. It is the information age. It's also a digital age. <laughs> and this is a guy who studies language and psychology. And I have been saying on this channel for months now that people, we are all being manipulated, not just by one side, but by people on many sides other countries, intelligence agencies, people are, you know, using language to even brainwash people that we are being bombarded with um, a giant psyop, mm -hmm. multiple psyops sometimes, and individuals are being targeted using these newest techniques in psychology well, that's to what, that's manipulate what, people and even trigger people, I think, Joseph, to do acts of violence. Yes. Which is yes. why I think we're yes. seeing, in some cases, you know, crazy explosions and terror attacks and, and things of this nature where people are being triggered to do it. And then you look at what, what um, Epstein was engaged with. He, he was out there and was 
was bringing together some of the biggest minds, the greatest minds in his in, in today's society in the world, some of the most the, the top academics in these fields of neurolinguistics and psychology and language and language manipulation. And they came together for this conference on his island. That you start to put connect the dots there. We are truly in an information war. Yeah. And in, in you just look at that. Why would he do that? Because there are other forces in, in, in play here, other people controlling things. They wanted those people there so that they could control those academics, those top thinkers in that field. They wanted they wanted access to those guys and they got it and maybe even control in the same way that they're controlling other people. And so you see what's going on uh, online and the way that information is being used to control people. And I know everybody thinks that you're you're free and and you're not being you know, controlled that your mind isn't being controlled. Yes, it is. Everybody's being controlled to to one degree or another. And that's why we're seeing such polarization right now. And these techniques are powerful. And I'm certain I'm I'm just absolutely convinced. And this is just my opinion. But I'm convinced that uh, these techniques are being used to make people do crazy unspeakable things and and potentially to manipulate elections and with the 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 march forward with artificial intelligence we are in extreme danger ai itself represents a huge danger to our democracy yep well that's why today um, political talking points are all pull tested. It's part of the language manipulation. What phraseology gets the emotional, hysteric, gut reaction we want? It's why, again, going back to, it's not, can I kill my unborn baby? That is clearly not my body. It's in my body, not part of my body, has its own DNA, its own blood type, and all that. And why choice or reproductive rights is the term, not murdering of babies. Your reproductive rights ended when you had the sex and the egg got fertilized. That reproduction has occurred. The reproductive right process has ended at that point. You had the right to contraception and all that before that point. (laughs) But yeah, that's all this, everything pull tested to find the verbiage to get the right emotional, hysterical, snowflake response, manipulation, control. Yeah, well, they're taking it to to a place that's way beyond that even. I'm certain um, using um, mind control techniques that that we're we're not even, I think, aware of. That's why you've got a guy here who has, you know, very clear ties to the defense industry, international arms dealers. Why would you, if you were just running some sort of a prostitution ring, why would you go out of your way to organize a conference for the leading minds in mind control techniques to your island for a conference? No, he's they're there because they're after their skills. And uh, 
<laughs> and and the, all of that ties directly into modern fifth generation warfare. Those guys th that you don't invite guys like that, the super nerds to your your sexy party. You you invite the super nerds to your sexy party because you want their minds, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not their bodies. OK, yeah, I, they, I, they're I, probably not that hot. I think there's a whole set of psyops and manipulating going on in the chat. I sometimes wonder when I check into the comments whether they're yeah. even paying any attention whatsoever to the show. It's like they've got their own chat room going on over there. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I'm afraid to look in there, actually, because I don't know if what I'm saying even uh, is, is going to be making any sense to people who are listening sometimes. They've got some of them in their aren't interested in the show they're high trying to hijack your show for their own agenda yeah no doubt okay, at least at least some of them are talking about something we've talked about during the show others are off on tangents about uh <laughs> something not even close to anything we've discussed <laughs> yeah because well well this is important okay this is a very important comment uh Halo says Jesus played hockey. A totally Canadian. See? That's right. I love that comment. <laughs> Thank you for chiming in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, see, a lot, a lot of them are stuck on the Jesus was a Jew and all that discussion well, still going. But at least, at least they're engaged <laughs> in something we've talked about, where some others before were just clearly here to try to hijack the chat room for their own agenda. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway. The sexy conservative still. I'm yeah. still waiting. Oh, you're, you're, you're excited about that, are you? <laughs> Can't wait to get to it. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I hope that what I was able to share with folks here tonight was it was was helpful um, and for a conversation in a productive way. Um, I think that uh, your comments were pretty much on point tonight, Joseph, as well. So I'm really glad that we were able to do this together. Let's uh, let's take another quick break and we'll come back and we'll do the let you want to do it. You let's do the. Yeah, I, I want to talk about the oh, right yeah. wing beer company. <laughs> yep. <laughs> OK, man. All right. Here we go. Stay with us. Sexy conservative women right after this. is watching. 
<laughs> okay, so let's let's kind of start with this story today about Lululemon, and then we'll progress into the the whole thing about the sexy conservative women. All right, so uh, this is this is making headlines today. The founder of Lululemon um, uh, product, honestly, that. Um, confounds me a little bit. I don't quite understand yeah. the product itself. I've um, never understood it either, but it it sells. And yeah, he got in trouble with the woke crowd. Of course, they want to cancel culture him now because he dare say companies have their own branding concepts and target audiences. And this whole DEI shit is, you know, not a valid business model for his operation yeah actually i'm i'm going with die diversity inclusion and equity yeah. I, I said that the other day my friend <laughs> my friend friend ed bondarenka on wham radio coined that years ago right because uh -huh. it's diversity inclusion equity die because it's all about killing and destroying yeah. western culture it's cultural marxism uh Attack on Western cultural. So, yeah, yeah. it's D-I-E. You're right. So there's the dude, Chip Wilson, Lululemon founder, slams company's diversity and inclusion thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, want, I wonder, though, if he's related at all to Geraldine Wilson. <laughs> In an article published this week by Forbes, Chip Wilson shares his distaste for Lululemon's whole diversity and inclusion thing and says the people the company is using in its ads are unhealthy, sickly, and not inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Lululemon, like they sell those women's tights, right? The skin tight things yeah. that look like long underwear to me. Yep. And they walk yep. around in those and, and I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> whatever man <laughs> all right you talk about uh you know wanting to like the depending on your physique i'd say that it, it though that product doesn't necessarily bring out someone's best attributes um it, it can uh, whatever oh it does some but yeah others yeah. it's like oh my <laughs> god please please why are you leaving your house with those on uh, nope. To me, it looks like underwear, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they're pajamas, you know, skin yeah. tight pajamas. Yep. But I personally would not be inclined to walk around wearing stuff like that if I was a woman or a man. Yep. Well, my my ex wife never had any of that stuff, but uh, she had a nice body, and I would definitely have not minded if she wore them. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. Because, oh, yeah, you know, some yeah, people he, like That guy, he had, to, he had to step down as, as the head of the company yeah. because of, you know, political correctness and getting hammered, right? Yeah. But do well, you think this is, do you think we're kind of coming into a moment here where the pendulum culturally is beginning to sort of swing back a little bit? Yeah, I mentioned that last time, the cultural pendulum pendulum indeed often does swing both directions and usually goes to an extreme and then people revolt and 
uh, try to swing it back. But for those in the audience who say, oh, my God, a guy that wrote a book about being Christian is talking like that. Well, I may be old, but I am still male and still alive. I do love the female anatomy. <laughs> here's, uh, here's Flip Wilson. Remember Flip Wilson? Geraldine, did you bring up that? Uh, old, yeah, I'll get you yeah I wonder if Geraldine. he's related to Geraldine, which is exactly what he's talking about. The woke left and all this transgender yeah. stuff. It used to be a joke. Uh, Bugs Bunny uh, and Elmer Fudd that was laughing at how stupid Elmer Fudd was not promoting transgenderism of Bugs mm -hmm. Bunny. It was comedy. It was a joke. It was laughing at you, not supporting you. And like you mentioned during the pre-show, uh, like Monty Python, you can't be a woman, Stan. You can't have a baby. <laughs> so there was a time when dra dressing up in drag was kind of a comedy act, right? They used to do it on Monty Python. Um, now it's like, it's still entertainment, but it's not done in the same way. You know, Benny Hill uh, acts like that. I, you know, times change. Public, um, I guess the cultural Overton window shifts yep. over the time, right? The difference between all of that and today's drag queen story hour perversion, night and day. Hmm. That was in jest. That was in fun. That was let's laugh at things. These people are serious pedophiles wanting to engage in sex with children, taking it back to Epstein. And we're not even, you know, we're not talking about 15, 16, 17-year-old girls like at Epstein Island. We're talking these perverts wanting sex six seven and eight year olds they want to be like muhammad to go back to the shia sunni thing uh who married a six-year-old so he could have sex with her we're talking real pedophile perverts and no it's not minor attracted person it is pedophiles wanting to engage in pedophilia and our law protects children you know, I hadn't really thought of this before, but do you think that the, um, you know, the shift in our demographics and bringing more, more Muslims into the into our society, do you think that because of the culture there, where marriage can happen at a much younger age than we are used to, do you think that's having an influence on and, this and, at all? And yes, there was a time hundreds of years ago. We only lived into our 30s. 10-year-old yeah. girls, 11-year-old girls, 14-year-old girls were often in arranged marriage, indeed married young and mm -hmm. engaged in that. Reproduction of the species mattered and was different then. We're supposed to be progressed, 
the left loves that term progressive, but they're not. They're regressive. They want to return to those times. We're supposedly more civilized now, and we live longer, so we want to protect children and let them be children and away from all this adult stuff until they're 18. But the left doesn't want that part of Western culture and civilization. They want the perversion and immorality. Yeah. So, conservatives push back on this stuff. I will say, you know, interesting thing, you know, conservatives are conservative. They tend to be Christian. But there's this new calendar out called, um, it's for an ultra-right beer, ultra-right beer company. <laughs> and they have created this Real Women of America calendar for the new year. As and, a and that's that's a play on the old, it's a shot at Bud Light, the old Real American Heroes ad, remember that? Yes, Real Women of America, that's a direct slap at Anheuser-Busch. So 25 bucks and uh, the women featured in this are, um, well, one of them is uh, Riley Gaines. And I think she swimmer. is, I, I think she's very sexy. I wouldn't consider her gorgeous, but there's different categories of beauty also. I break that down to separate, right? There's dropped you know because we all have beauty in the eye of the beholder as they say right there are different categories there's That's a it. lot of women we could all agree oh drop dead gorgeous we would put them in that but think of the two emmas as i like to put it emma stone who i consider in the intriguing beauty but when you think of emma stone i think of gray aliens it's like she's got eyes that are way too big for her head so she's not the usual structural beauty image and you know uh, uh format that we're used to but yet i think she's very beautiful i consider her intriguingly beautiful and the other emma emma watson who has that short haircut perpetual youth thing going i call her in the terminally cute category right there's different kinds of beauty and riley Gaines, i think is not drop dead gorgeous by any means but i definitely would consider her a sexy woman and uh, right for this match. I've met her several times when she was in Michigan stumping for Tudor Dixon for governor. So I was happy to get a chance to meet her. And she's every bit a great person and as lovely mentally and physically in person as she is on TV. Yeah, and I'm sorry, folks. Like, I don't know. We may have frozen up there. I froze up here on my computer. I don't know oh. if... If we were still rolling, I hopefully no, we're, still able we're to not. Hear Joseph. Oh, okay. Can you hear me, Rick? I can again now. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, but I zoned out there. <laughs> yeah, just absolute, you know, problems with the internet here for a you know, number of weeks now, and I just can't really seem to quite get it figured out. So, are you ready for your sneak peek of the uh, the conservative dads, real women of America? <laughs> Drum roll, please, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. there's a sneak peek. I mm. don't recognize who that is. Do you know who that is? No, I don't know. Yeah. So some people, you know, on the conservative right <clears throat> are upset about this. They say that it's demonic. At the same time, it's this is also generating criticism from the left. And specifically, um, I, I did see a video that was very critical of this, of the right, that, you know, from the Young Turks and Chunky oh, Yogurt. Pfft, him again. <laughs> Who cares what he has to say? Of no. course they're going to. Again, that's hyper-partisan bullshit attacks. I, I, no conservative women I know would have an issue with this because we understand what women actually are and we as conservative men admire females <laughs> we're yeah. glad they're here <laughs> it's a, it's interesting how people on the left kind of view this when it comes to anything sexual i've noticed and this goes back you know but we're decades. the we're the prudes right <laughs> you know it's like Anything sexual, people on the left tend to get a pass. It's like because they they have no morals anyway. So it's like, well, we don't care. So we can they can, you can have sex with anybody you want if you're on the left. But if you're on the right, you're held to this much higher standard yep. where you're not supposed to be sexy. And if you, if there's any um, uh, expression of human sexuality such as this by a woman right then that you you they end up being criticized and you're saying they're saying you're being hypocritical no <laughs> right so here's uh the red-headed libertarian right and you know i can't get guys a good are, look at her you know, the guys from the young turks were saying well which is it what is it like she's there's a cross behind her <laughs> right, Josie, yeah. right? as as if religious people don't have sex right <laughs> so i'm like well so what uh i've you know this is an expression you know what it is this is why they're upset it's because it's a an expression of heterosexuality i think bingo you hit the nail on the head what prize has he won <laughs> well yeah i mean that if this were gay sex of the right, if the log cabin Republicans had the calendar of the sexy gay males, they'd pro probably be all for that. That'd be okay. Mm -hmm. And I've got no problem with the log cabin Republicans doing that if they want. Because <laughs> I don't hate gay people, unlike the left likes to try mm -hmm. to portray. Yeah, I'm going to put the um, link to the video window here in the chat. So if you guys want to weigh in on this conversation, here's the link. You can join by video and join Joseph and I right here on the show tonight. I'll go over to Rumble and put the link in there, too. You just click on that link if you're watching in the chat right now. And you can join us and tell us what you think of the Real Women of America calendar and whether yeah. or not conservatives are treated, un treated unfairly when it comes to, to issues like this. And do you think, Joseph, it's proper 
or do, do you do you understand why some people I think on the religious right, the religious conservative right are taking issue with this and calling it demonic? Demonic is is, is just stupid. But to say uh, lacking taste or in poor taste, okay. You want to say that? I'll respect your opinion. But going over that line, oh my God, it's demonic. Spare me. And just at least the uh, the comment section's caught up with us. Uh, here's an odd comment. Physical therapists don't look at pole dancers. How we got to pole dancers, I don't know. The same way we're analyzing how the muscles work. So they kind of went off another tangent again, but... We are talking the female body again, at least. <laughs> yeah. People, these guys on the left expect from uh, from people on the right. I, I guess you're supposed to, uh, I don't know, women We're are supposed to walk prunes. around. But, yeah. You know, buttoned right up to your chin, with, you know, to the blouse buttoned up to your chin. Maybe, uh, you know. Burkas. Yeah, I can't cover head to toe. Now, it does say in the Bible to dress modestly. Now, that is, of course, open to interpretation. Most people, though, think Islam takes that definition, the same kind of verbiage and terminology, just way too far. Now, Christians were the ones who protested the invention of the bikini because the argument at the time was that crossed the line of modest dress or not right so these debates are can be honest to be had everybody's line is somewhat different and then we have this that was produced in response <laughs> real women drink conservative dad's ultra right beer Conservative dance, ultra right beer. I love it. I love it. I love that. That's great. And, you know, and it's also, it's not just about sexism or the patriarchy or objectifying women. There's a degree of humor and tongue-in-cheekness here that... People without any sense of humor are completely missing. And then I think some people who are losing their minds over this from the left are posting things like this. <laughs> ultra right beer. <laughs> yeah, idi idiots again that don't know any history. The political spectrum on the right Anarchy, no government, everyone for themselves, you know, every free for all. That is right wing anarchy. No one I know is an anarchist. We all want small, limited local government. On the left is communism, fascism, socialism, monarchy, overall overriding dictatorial governance. Fascism is a left-wing thing, not a right-wing thing. Hitler was not an anarchist. <laughs> so apparently, like, this is this, this stuff is actually a real thing over in Germany, apparently. 
So. Yeah, you know, that does that wouldn't really surprise me. Uh, I mean, I, I see... You got to remember, though, too, the German cross, like on there, I mean, goes back long before Hitler. And it's this paranoia of the swastika, too, that drives me crazy. Again, people devoid of any historical perspective. The swastika goes centuries back. Native American tribes have a left-bent spin swastika. The Tibetans, which is why Hitler adopted the swastika as part of the whole descendant of Aryanism mm -hmm. and had the... Um, well, hello, Leo. How are you but tonight? Hit, I like that Hitler ale. Is it illegal <laughs> to own that? <laughs> I don't know where... I don't think you can get that one at the, uh, at the, the beer store here in Ontario. It probably tastes like juice. <laughs> oh my god silent green it's people <laughs> yeah oh I, I don't i don't know what to make of the uh conservative women uh, uh they're women there's nothing to make of it right when you yeah. look at the left and you got dylan mulvaney and you know you don't even know what you're not a at woman anymore, guys. <laughs> yeah not a woman <laughs> exactly yeah yeah that that's the thing it's like uh Everything has changed, man. Like Monty, if, because now Monty Python and and drag, dress, dressing up in drag for comedy—that's politically incorrect. That's going to get you in trouble. But I'm sitting there watching primetime television with my dad over Christmas, and there's that whole drag show, whatever it is on—is it CBC that runs that? And I'm like, what the hell is this? And I think I think Justin Trudeau was on that show at one point. I've, I've never actually watched it before. Um, dan like burlesque dancing with trans guys. And and this is prime time, man. It's like a game show kind of a format or whatever. Apparently he was on that show. He missed the uh, Canadian Remembrance Day to be on that show. Yeah. Priorities, man. You got to pander to... You know, Remembrance Day. <laughs> so that's all okay now. It's like everything is upside down. But if you make, if you produce a sort of a, a, a sort of a soft, sexy, conservative calendar with a bunch of conservative women, you know, pers conservative personalities, women who are prominent. That's that's oh wow oh that's yeah. shocking. Yeah. Did you see Chappelle has got a new Netflix special out? And of course, the left is going crazy because he makes another trans joke. He says, I'm not going to do trans humor anymore. You know, the, basically those people are too uptight. I'm, I'm going to do all disabled jokes because they're not as organized. <laughs> and Madison Cawthorn, you know, the uh, former representative uh, patriot, whose legs were uh, not amputated, that's Joey Jones, but Cawthorn's in a wheelchair, was at the show, you know, went backstage and met with Chappelle and said he loves that Chappelle 
calls Cawthorn out by name and makes fun of him because we've got a sense of humor. Chappelle's, Chappelle's a genius at what he does. And uh, it's funny, New Year's Day or New Year's Eve, he dropped, they dropped on Netflix a bunch of them. Uh, and I started watching the show you're talking about. I watched it all. And I was on Mushrooms when I watched it <laughs> right, right after Rick's show. And it was pretty funny uh, because he made a lot of sense. Even going back to the shootings in the schools, okay, and he started he started talking about uh, how in America it's so in, it's so insane in the schools that they have training for the kids, okay, uh, and they take training for potential school shooters to come in. But little do they know that one of the kids that's in the in the training is going to be the shooter, so he knows where everybody's at at the end of the day, where they're located. It's just insane what's going on in America. And Dave Chappelle sees right through it, right? He's yep. a Muslim, by the way. Yeah, we, we talked about the gun-free slaughter zone insanity earlier in the show. Yeah. Any thoughts? You, you didn't really get a chance to, to weigh in too much on the Epstein stuff. Any other thoughts on that, Leo, tonight? It's all smoke and mirrors. I want to see the videos. Well, I don't want to see the videos, uh, but I wouldn't mind seeing the videos of uh, uh, Stephen Hawkins for sure. <laughs> just, just to figure out the logistics of it, right? <laughs> yeah, that might be a bigger seller than uh, Kim Kardashian giving a header. Uh, yeah, we want to understand the physics of it. <laughs> For a yeah. Stephen Hawking joke? I know, I know. <laughs> well, I said it. David Copperfield's a fake because if anybody could have made his name disappear off a list, it would have been <laughs> him. That's funny that you mentioned him because during the show, I mentioned Copperfield. <laughs> it's oh, like you my. read my mind, Leo. <laughs> you know, we're, we're headed down some strange times, uh, and like you said, and you made a good point about it, Rick, it's all Jewish names at the end of the line or at the top of the line. Mm -hmm. Right? Epstein, Weinstein, Bernstein. Yeah, uh, but, 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 but I just want to caution people. Uh, that's that, I think that's very misleading. Don't stop there. It's, but it, it doesn't. It's not. It's not. I'm, I guarantee you that is not the answer. Yeah, when I when I when you, you look at the list of names, it's it's wild, right? It's like who's who's you know, I don't know if it looks like a dog, walks like a dog, barks like a dog. It's a dog. Yeah, well, well this this dog's on a leash, and you and as I just pointed out in the show, man, it's not just the Jews. It certainly right. no, is no. not. And you take that link and you start going up. You just follow the money, and then you're seeing that it's not just Jews. It's it's a different scenario than that. These guys are just used uh, as, they're just tools. Epstein was not the kingpin. He was a tool. He was being used. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and yeah, Leo, you need to watch the whole show after work. <laughs> the playback. <laughs> no, I, I watched it, but that, that made a lot of sense to me. Uh, behind, who, who do I think's behind it? Could be China. Yeah. Well, I think it's oil money in this particular case. 
you know, you look at his business associates and our, it's international arms. Israel plays a role um, in all of that, for sure, because there were arms going back and forth. But, but Epstein also has ties to Iran and, and had ties to Iran because of the Iran-Contra scandal. And again, you know that, that one name that keeps popping up over and over again? Adnan Khashoggi. Every time I turn around and I'm looking at any of these big stories, the Khashoggi name keeps popping up. Yeah. And, and that's Saudi. Yeah, it's funny how you connected that to uh, uh, Princess Diana and all that crap too, right? Yep. Uh, yep. And Bin Laden and all of it, right? So I was paying yep. attention, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that dem- definitely uh, proves that you were. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of the guy before till tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very it, it, super important name. That guy's connect has been connected for was connected for decades to all the top people in U.S. government. Yeah. Arms dealer. That guy's an arms dealer, um, and that is. That's that is one of the li- the keys to everything, and then you you link it over, and that you may recall Jamel Khashoggi, the journalist. I think it was the Wall Street Journal that guy worked for. Was it the Wall Street Journal or Washington Post? I don't remember, I'm, but that just goes to show why you've got to tune into Maverick News. You're gonna get things here. You're sure as hell never gonna get in the Anna media. We no, go yeah, deeper the down the Post. rabbit hole. Washington Post. And yeah, I feel murdered, like, murdered by I feel that like Saudi Bugs prince. Bunny tonight. What's that? I feel like Bugs Bunny tonight. You took me down All that the rabbit, rabbit holes. holes. Yeah. <laughs> no, that ain't so much a rabbit hole. That's real reality, man. That is, that is the reality of today's and yesterday's geopolitics. This is about money. It's about arms deals. It's about influence. It's about power. It's about blackmail. It's about all the marbles and nuclear you know, control of the United States, the most powerful nuclear power on the face of the planet. Well, it's funny that they came out with this list uh, because I, I'm not going to say we're on the eve of it, but America may be on the eve of a civil disruption. Okay. And they came out with this list to infuriate people and make them even angrier. Yeah. Well, both sides will attempt to use it as a cudgel against the other. We're already seeing that. Like the uh, commie, admitted commie, who was going on about Trump still, even though the documents clearly state he was never on the island or on Lolita Express. He was on a plane with Epstein from Miami to New York. He hitched a ride. That has nothing to do with the Pedo Island and Lolita Express stuff. Millionaires and billionaires hanging out with one another. If anybody's shocked by that, I've got a bridge to sell you. <laughs> hey, hey, here you go. Here's one for you. Okay, I hang out with Hell's Angels bikers, okay? <laughs> And I've stood up in weddings for Hells Angels bikers. My best friend's a Hells Angels biker. Does that make me a Hells Angel? No. No. Right. (laughs) Exactly. It's like the address book thing, like I was saying. I know a whole lot of leftist commie loons. You know, I can get along with them. We hang out some places together. That doesn't mean I'm an associate of them 
or engaged in conspiracy with their lunacy. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so, so you know. I, I believe me, I don't think Stephen Hawkins in his <laughs> wildest dreams was having <laughs> sex on Epstein Island. Okay. A lot of people are getting brushed. Now, there was only, what, a handful of girls that came forth? Seven girls, I think, or five girls that came forth? Yeah, there's yeah, a whole yeah. lot more to actually come out. And again, why I keep saying what only really matters is the client list. That's where the names of actual sexual activity with minors is recorded. Those are the names that matter. Well, I, I'd like to know if any of the girls went missing, like dead missing. Uh, it may, one or two might become Clinton decided. Uh, who knows? I'm not. I'm not aware. I haven't heard anything, any talk like that. Well, all. you're yeah. dealing with a lot of powerful people, Rick. <clears throat> yeah, just. But I think at this point, if there had been, you know, missing girls or murdered girls, you you would think at this point, some, you know, some information about that kind of thing would have come out. Um, but, no reports of that. Who knows? Okay, I'm going to get back to work. I'm on somebody else's dime. Somebody <laughs> else's time. And, uh, yeah, it's all good. Lunch yeah. I, I need to get out of here, too, because yeah. I haven't had dinner yet. And the eatery closes at 9 o'clock. So yeah. I need to get my butt over there for dinner. And we are going to wrap <laughs> it up here. Thank you very much, Leo. Thanks, guys. Nice seeing you. Good to see you, too, man. See ya. Yeah, so that gets Oh, that noise in the background there, though, is... Yeah. Yeah, he works there, down there at that tool and die shop, and he yeah. you know, dials in from there quite often. And sometimes there's some pretty cool stories to share on the shop floor, so that's that's great. All right, yeah. so, so, yeah. Any final thoughts tonight, Joseph, as we wrap up? I'm hungry. That's my final thought. Yeah. Well, you know, those... I'm getting to the point women, of being... Hangry, right? <laughs> those, those conservative women, they'll they'll have that Ooh. effect on you, right? Yeah, I'm hungry, you, you, hungry and horny. <laughs> that's well. It's not just that. It's it's. I saw that um, the what was it? Josie, the redheaded libertarian. She uh, she was cooking up a storm there. Oh, and was, I was I, it up, I so. have a my ex-wife, strawberry blonde. So yeah, I've got a thing for short redheads. <laughs> <laughs> so. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us here tonight. I hope that you found the show entertaining, but most of all, informative and helpful. And uh, thank you, Joseph, for joining us on the program again tonight. Glad we could finally have that conversation about the Epstein documents. Again, if you want to download those documents, you can do so at mavericknews.ca. Click on the tab at the top called Top Stories, and you'll find two document dumps in two stories, just scroll down to the bottom of each story. You can download all those documents for yourself and assess for yourself in full. And I will be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Maverick News Channel. Love you guys. Catch you on the flip side. This has been a Maverick Multimedia Productions.